You're now listening to All Hog Sports. Covering all Arkansas Razorback sports, such as football, basketball, baseball, and much more. Now, here's your host for today's show, Sam Stimson. Now, in the College World Series at Charles Schwab Field, Arkansas dropped their first game up here in Omaha. To the Ole Miss Rebels, Ole Miss has been incredibly hot all postseason. They haven't lost a single game since the SEC tournament. Ole Miss dominated this game 13-5, and it really got started early in the top of the first. And um, it started off, Graham got a single to center, and then Bench ended up scoring for the Rebels, and then Morris really lost control of his command. He did not even end the full inning. Cole Ramage came in for relief, and then a ton of guys um, were on base due to hit by pitchers and walks. Batter got walked in, Morris got pulled, Ramage finished the inning, then went to the bottom of the first, and Arkansas got some things going, Had a, it was only 2-1, and top of the second, two-run home run from Tim Elko, the Ole Miss power hitter, then we go to the bottom of the second, Arkansas still fighting 4-3, and okay, you go, so we have the bats to compete in this, we just need a way to slow down at the plate. And it didn't happen. Ole Miss obviously scored 13 runs um, in the fifth inning. They put on some more insurance runs, led 9-3, to then 10-3. to And then we go to the eighth, and they ended up scoring um, three more runs in the top of the eighth. Arkansas scoring two in the bottom of the ninth. Um, the final score, 13-5. to Main thing for Arkansas is it was just a full bullpen day. Um, you, you know, Arkansas started Zach Morris. And there was a decent amount of, you know, differing opinions on Arkansas starting Zach Morris, starting McIntyre. Morris obviously got the start against Oklahoma State, and the Stillwater Regional and looked good and looked the part. McIntyre getting the start against North Carolina. So you have two guys who have been pitching good in the postseason, and you kind of roll with the more situational matchup here with Arkansas matching up with a... Uh, a lefty for an Ole Miss team that doesn't hit lefties as good as they've hit righties all year. And it didn't work out, and then you end up going to guys like the Penn, Ramage, Taylor, Wiggins, and they get you about an inning relief, but then after that inning, they end up really uh, struggling. So then you go to your later uh, bullpen guys once it's a seven-run game, Tress, Starks, Ledbetter, just pitching guys. that you probably won't pitch into close games, just trying to close the game out and save your fresh arms. Arkansas has played two games in the College World Series and have not pitched Hagen Smith, Brady Tigert, McIntyre. They have a lot of options still on the table going forth for their next few games. Overall, for those pitchers, obviously they gave up um, 13 runs, all of those being earned runs. 13 hits and 11 walks, 10 strikeouts. I mean, the strikeouts isn't... A horrible number. They were able to strike out a decent amount of batters, but uh, the hits, obviously, very high. And the walks were very high up there with 11. You're not going to win many games, giving up 24 base runners in a nine-inning game. Morris credited for the loss, first loss of the season for him, uh, 0.2 innings, two earned run, two hits allowed, had three walks, and then after that, uh, Ramage gave up two earned runs, Taylor gave up two earned runs, Williams with four, Starks with three, and then uh, Trust didn't give up any, but he did have three walks in that one. Arkansas in this one, 
the hitting, like I said, kind of started off really hot and got things going with um, that the um, Braden Webb scoring off that uh, Turner double and then Stovall uh, scoring Robert Moore and then uh, Zachary Gregory dropping down a sacrifice bunt. Arkansas kind of was able to keep up in those early innings and then it really slowed down. Uh, only eight hits, three of those coming past the fifth inning uh, for Arkansas. Uh, Michael Turner was one out of four from the plate. Braden Webb was the best hitter for Arkansas in that leadoff spot. He was two for five from the plate. Jalen Battles, two for four. Peyton Stovall, two for four from the plate. So your usual suspects for Arkansas were able to get their good plate appearances, but uh, nothing Tremendous. Uh, what's worth noting, Brady Slavens did go 0 for 4 in that second spot. He had two strikeouts. Caden Wallace 0 for 3, one of Arkansas's higher OPS guys. Um, you know, didn't have the best day at the plate. Lanzilli, uh, I think he's either first or second in team average. It always ends up changing. He was 0 for 4 from the plate, and Gregory 0 for 2 from the plate in his at-bats. Main thing for Arkansas in this game versus Ole Miss, it's pretty easy to recap. You look at that final score, the hits, the on-base. Um, really, there was a lack of guys in the bullpen who were providing innings, and Arkansas was getting themselves into constant counts of 2 nothing, 3-1. And at that point, you know, when you're throwing, when you're basically throwing desperation strikes to not walk in batters, those are very easy to produce hits off of and... Uh, very easy for Ole Miss to score those runs, and and props to Ole Miss. I mean, they were the better, they were obviously the better team, and uh, their pitchers, especially Hunter Elliott, pitched an absolute gym performance on the mound for the freshman, was able to get things done for um, Ole Miss. Tomorrow's a new day, though. Um, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of move on from the the bad pitching performance of tonight, and. Uh, you know, trust your guys going into tomorrow's game to rebound and kind of put that past you. Now, Arkansas's next game is tonight, Tuesday, June 21st, against the Auburn Tigers. Arkansas taking two out of one from the Tigers earlier this season. Auburn on the season 46 and 21. Arkansas 47 and 21. Both of these teams one and one at the College World Series. And the winner of this game will advance to face uh, Ole Miss in the next part of uh, the double elimination bracket. Now, for Auburn, looking at their lineup here, one of their power hitters this season, Sony DeChata, has been fantastic for the Rebs. The first baseman's batting 389. He's really been able to put solid performances at the plate. Um, senior batting. 59 RBIs in this season with 22 home runs and OPS of 1.354. Batting average, 389. He's uh, really provided plates um, at just, you know, RBIs and so forth. Auburn also has a number of different guys on the season who have... uh, Provided a, a lot of good quality at bats and run insurance. You know, this is a team that can get quality hits. Uh, Blake Rimbusk, he's got an average of uh, 331 on the season. 
and an OPS of 853. Brody Moore, the shortstop, average of 294. Case and Howell, the center fielder, a batting average of uh, 283. In their game against uh, Stanford earlier yesterday um, and how they got here, they beat Stanford 6-2-2. Um, had a late comeback after being down 2 uh, nothing. Batting off in that, um, the leadoff spot was Rambus. He's got, he was um, two for five in the the game versus Stanford, scoring two runs. Uh, more batting in that second spot, Dichata, with that um, high batting average at 381. He was 0 for 4 against Stanford. With a hitter like him, he can bounce back the next day. Pierce, the right fielder, batting fourth in this lineup with an average of 285. Carlson, the DH, he's batting. Um, fifth with a average of 302. Foster, second baseman, sixth with an average of 272. He was two for three from the plate against Stanford. Howe, center fielder, batting 286. And then their lower average guys, LaRue, the catcher, batting 213. And then Bello, batting 260. Now, starting for the Auburn Tigers will likely be Mason Barnett. Got an ERA of 3.98 in 18 appearances with 13 to start games. He's got a 3-2 record, throws a lot of strikes over the plate in the 90s, 79 strikeouts on the season, holding opposing batting averages to 250. Now, against Stanford, Auburn actually did end up burning their best arm for 2.1 innings. Uh, Blake Burkhalter, one of the best closers in college baseball, threw um, seven outs against Stanford. He has 29 appearances on the season with 15 saves, 44 innings pitched, holding opposing batters to a low 210 batting average, 66 strikeouts, and only seven walks. A really fantastic command. ERA of 3.89. Additionally, Auburn will have Carson Skipper. One of their longer relievers, he's got 26 appearances with 56.2 innings pitched, ERA of 4.45. Chase Alsup with a 2.83 ERA and 22 appearances. Carson Swelling with a 5.86 and 20 appearances, no game started. He's usually in you know a little short reliever, uh, one inning or maybe four outs at times. The main thing for Arkansas and Auburn is, you know, this is an elimination game, and they're going to use their arms that they have to to uh, make the advance. It is worth noting, though, the skipper did throw four innings against Ole Miss and only gave up one run. So I'm not quite sure how much you know you can expect from them getting their uh, their second arm, but they did use their their first and second, you know, big bigger arms out of the um, bullpen. Arkansas's bullpen is, you know, kind of more complicated, but you haven't seen Tigert yet uh, for what it's worth. Against Ole Miss, um, Skipper did end up throwing 50 um, against them. Now I'm starting things off with Arkansas's pitching situation. Arkansas has a lot of guys that they could go with here. Hagen Smith, Will McIntyre definitely round off the top of the list. I do think Arkansas goes with Will McIntyre. Um, you go with your your best um, remaining starting pitcher with the elimination game on the line here. 
McIntyre was fantastic against North Carolina in Game 2 of the Super Regional, and I, he was the other contender to start yesterday against Ole Miss. The thing is, with uh, McIntyre, he brings a lot of the same same type of stuff that uh, Nolan brings. The um, you know the fastball is sitting 90-92. If he can kind of throw strikes and let the defense do this work to some degree, I think uh, he'll have an effective day at the plate. He's got an ERA of 2.81 with 40 strikeouts on the season with 41.2 innings pitched. I do think he earns the start for Arkansas tomorrow. Um, DVH really didn't say anything to the media about who's going to get that start. However, that's really not um, that uncommon for for Coach Van Horn. Um, you know, I, I do trust him. I, he's probably got a great plan for the pitching next few days. But you obviously don't want to give that up, you know, to the other team, to everybody. Um, you kind of keep that more closely in. But I do expect McIntyre, 2.81 ERA, seven starts on the season, to get ball Hagen Smith also additionally 4.85 ERA um, could be a potential to start 72.1 innings pitched this season. We haven't seen him start since the Stillwater Regional, and he was kind of shaky there, but then ended up getting two saves after that since then, coming out as a closer-type role. 82 strikeouts on the season. Uh, Cole Ramage is available to pitch. Um, he's pitched the last two games for Arkansas. He's a guy to watch out of the bullpen. Um, Evan Taylor did pitch the last two games. My bad. Last game for Arkansas, 3.46 ERA, holding opposing batters to 176 opposing batting average. He's been able to um, really effectively limit batters for anywhere from like three to six outs. Uh, Brady Tigert, additionally, 3.82 uh, ERA on the season. His curveball has some fantastic movement. And I don't really think you'll see that much of Zach Morris for now, maybe later going forward. But those are your suspects for the Arkansas bullpen. Um, lots of arms that I think Arkansas has options to um, to go to and guys that uh, you know you can rely on for a good amount of outs. But you ha- you know, you're going to be a little more um, close-leashed with the, the bullpen here in this uh this final game, Arkansas, I don't expect this lineup to change. Braden Webb uh, leading off with a 286 average. Slavens trying to bounce back from that 0 for 4 performance. Then you got Caden Wallace, Michael Turner. Um, he's been incredible this postseason. Him and Lanzilli are both batting a 318 on the entire season. Robert Moore, Jalen Battles, Peyton Stovall, and then Zach Gregory. Main thing for the Arkansas lineup, it's been what it's been all postseason, and that's just scoring with runners in scoring position. And when Arkansas has done that, consequently, they've won a good amount of games. It kind of goes hand-in-hand, as expected. So Arkansas just, um, you know, backing off of a strong pitching performance at the plate, getting some run support, help them win this game. Now, I do predict Arkansas to win this game versus Auburn and move on. I got the Hogs winning this one 6-4. I think the main difference here is Arkansas getting solid starts out of their starter, which hasn't been named yet, and then the bullpen. I think Auburn's kind of more worn down on pitching, and Arkansas still has uh, McIntyre, who's you know can be game two starter 
it was either him or Morris. That Arkansas has a lot of their top relievers who can still pitch. Taylor hasn't pitched that much. And then um, some other guys out of the pen, Tigers. And then Auburn, on the other hand, their top two relievers have, you know, both pitched appearances where it's been two innings or more for them. Arkansas also supporting on the plate run support. Um, I think the hitting gets it done as it has for most of the season. Main thing is though, uh, at the at the top of the lineup, you know, you're two and three hitters can't go 0 for seven like they did in that last game. But I do have the Hogs moving on. Y'all know the deal though, as always, signing off for now. Woo pig suey. That's all for today's episode of All Hog Sports with Sam Stimson. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode covering all Arkansas Razorback sports. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media, too. On Twitter and Instagram at All Hog Sports Pod. Like on Facebook at All Hog Sports and Arkansas Razorbacks Podcast. And on YouTube at that same name. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Go Hogs! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.